Alright guys, this is Skeleton Crew and we are back with our Sleepaway Camp Retrospectives. We are Part now yep, embarking on Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers. Yeah. You're Angela Baker. I should call you Peter. Sleepaway Camp 2 is very different than Sleepaway Camp 1. There, there's, uh, to me, the, the quality is probably the same or better than Part 1 even. This one stars Pamela Springsteen as Angela Baker this time around instead of uh, Felissa Rose, who was in our last show. Pamela Springsteen is Bruce Springsteen's uh, sister, if you didn't know that. Is it really? Yeah. Are you fucking with me? No. 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 What? Dude, she is. She's the bo- She's the sister of... Hold the- on, dude. That just blew my mind. <laughs> you guys can talk. I'm just going to sit here and offer it. <laughs> yeah. So in this, in this movie, Angela Baker apparently has been locked up for a while. She had a sex change. She got out after two years of therapy, and she's been Angela Johnson, she says, for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Her Uncle John hired her as a camp counselor at Camp Rolling Hills. And those T-shirts, I actually, one time, I went to get one of those T-shirts, and they are available online somewhere. i got to pick one of those up, because... I would love to wear that or Camp Arawak or Camp New Horizons or whatever it's called for that matter. Yeah, yeah that's some gangster shit right there, rolling a uh, <laughs> little horror reference like that that only like two people would know. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, that's great. So, okay, so here's here's the problem. Now, I love this movie. Like I said, it's as good, and this is one of my favorite franchises ever, but there's an issue I have with the character of Angela Baker. Why is Angela suddenly... The enforcer of morals. Like, did you get that from the first movie? Because to me, it was like about paying those people back for screwing with her. I don't think most of the people she killed were particularly immoral. You know, she's always with the keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong. And every time she sent people home, she just kept saying, I had no yeah. choice. And then yeah, she sent a lot of people home. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they had to think of something though dude because think about it at that point she was basically the killer so they have to turn her into something like a jason or something so they had to make her a motive the the enforcer of morals like you said so they had to come up with something other than revenge because she she got the revenge in the first one so after all said and done you know they have to think of something to keep her going and that was their uh that was their thing in that movie right but if you if you think of it how about this, though? Because this movie came out around the same time as, as Nightmare 4, and that was one where Freddy really became campy. Don't you think that they kind of made Angela into, like, the the female uh, Freddy, in a sense? Because she did have the one-liners. Wait, you just said Nightmare 4 was the one that was campy? Yeah. So we co- so we converted you? I thought it was no, fine. No, 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 I no, I think, no, 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 I think it was, no, I think it was great, but that was where Freddy kind of got, got his quips and his sense Play of humor, you know what I mean? Yeah, Play go back. back and listen to our Jump the Shark show. It's an excellent show. <laughs> it's an excellent <laughs> bit of programming. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, this movie is, is incredible because, you know, we just talked to uh, Felissa Rose about her not playing this role but guys could you even see her in that role i don't even i can't see it i think pamela springsteen was perfect for this yep i agree well i could see it like with 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 felissa's personality now 
I, I think right. that she could definitely pull it off. Now, yeah, not when she was like 17, though. Yeah, but I don't the, know the if it would have only... had the same effect. Yeah, what was the same though was was the name. It was a different character altogether. Right. Different actress, different character. So. Different approach, different delivery of words, different everything. Right. Th- these movies, Sleepaway Camp One and Sleepaway Camp Two and Three, I don't even know how they're in the same franchise. The only connection is the names and the storylines. Yep. Right. That is it. Nothing yep. about this movie was like the first one. And they and they knew how campy they were when they were making them. Even you know in the first one, kind of not as campy as the sequels. But when we were talking with Felicity, even she said we knew we weren't making groundbreaking stuff here. So <laughs> they knew what those movies were, and and that's why they're great. You know. Yeah, you know, and Angela plays the the role totally straight. She seems to enjoy this. She seems to get a kick out of, and she has like no. She has no, like, uh, remorse or guilt. Like, the only signs we get of that is, like, remember when she was sleeping and she started yeah. having the dreams of, of uh, you know, her killing people? And then she woke up, though, and she was right back at it. And didn't she still crack in jokes? Still didn't care? And it's weird. Check this out. Check out this, like, dynamic. When Freddy was cracking jokes and the sunglasses and the shark hand and... And all, you know, we all know the nonsense that went on with that. When he was doing that, it was like, this is some stupid shit, man. But when Angela, every one of her lines and the way she delivered them were so well written and acted that did you ever get the feeling that this is so stupid? It just worked with her. Right. There was never an uncomfortable or odd moment. It was just that's who she is. Exactly. Yeah, she. It seemed like she didn't give a shit throughout the whole movie, and she was so brazen in the killings and everything that she did that it was just so over the top, you know. Yeah. Just one more thing about the issues I have with her character of Angela Baker. I know Mike. We talked earlier. Mike has some theories on this. It's like in part one. Think of how she was with the blank stare. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't do this. She wouldn't do that. You know, now she's no longer quiet and reserved. She's like this social girl who gets up and sings. She looks completely comfortable in her own skin. Right. And and that's because she's a female now. Like, before she was a boy. You know, having the sex change kind of transformed her into this more feminine. Because... I don't know if you guys, like, realize this, but in, in my life, I've noticed, like, women are a lot more outgoing than guys in in a lot more uh, senses. So that's why I think that she's more outspoken and kind of more just, you know, puts herself out there because she's more of a, a feminine-type character. You know, I got nervous when Mike said... You know, because I know in my life, I thought he was going to say, when I had my sex change, I became oh. a totally different person. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's, uh, oh, I'm a happy camper, a camping I will go. And yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a, I'm a happy camper. I love the summer sun. I love the trees and forest. I'm always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, wait. I love the happy... I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky. <laughs> and with the grace of God, I'll camp until I die. Or the Shote Sisters version. Yes, go that ahead. goes. I love the oh, remix. I'm a happy camper. I love to drink and fuck. <laughs> and if you pay me money on my titties, you, you can, can suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to some of these characters. Now, listen. This guy, TC. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, nice hair. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I I had I, a mullet when I was five. Did you? Um, know? Yeah, he did. He did. I saw I, him. I I did. Watch Camp Out <laughs> Nightmare him. Three on YouTube. You'll see him. Yeah, Camp Out Nightmare Three. Uh, you know, when I first saw him with the, you know, he was kind of a little built. I I thought of him that he was going to be the Ronnie of this movie, but you know, his personality. I don't know. He's, he he really plays to the camera. Like, his reactions to everything Angela does or anything that's going on seems to, like, that's supposed to be our reaction. You know, it's really funny. The one scene where he first comes on screen and he goes up to Angela and he's, like, sort of flirting with her and he's like, he's like, hey, do you want to go hang out? Maybe take a swim later? She's like, no. No, no I don't think so. Well, maybe we could just talk. No, I'm and, you know, she kind of basically blew him off. And then when you green gum, remember? I hate green gum. Green, I hate green. I hate green gum. Jesus. Jesus Christ. You're a radio personality. Okay. So then, then when she walks away, he's like, he's like, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with me? He starts sniffing his armpits, and I'm like, it's not your armpits. It's your hair, asshole. <laughs> it's your personality. Yeah, you're a dud. You. <laughs> And, uh, oh, the two kids, Emilio and Charlie, the Tip the Patrol? Tip Patrol. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, those kids were classic. Dude, Dan, would that not be me and you? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, nice girls don't have to show it off. I mean, who's going to see us anyway? The Tip Patrol, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see me and Dan doing that, and even as 12-year-olds. Now, Mike, Mike wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to get away, so. Well, yeah, well, Mike wouldn't do it because he would say, her tits are too big. I don't want that picture. Exactly. Yeah. I love how when they first introduce those kids, they're already on a mission. Yeah, there's no build-up there. They're already yep. taking pictures of tits. They already have done it by the time we see them. <laughs> and the, the funny part was when they had the picture of Angela... And she sees it. Uncle John's going to hear oh, about yeah. this. Yeah. Well, she looked like she was in a body cast. I mean, yeah. I know. And the f- in a corset. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, like we mentioned, uh, with the really nice tits, and the Shote sisters we mentioned. So, all right. Their death was awesome. You didn't too. see them naked, though. No. I'm, clothes I, on. I wasn't really looking to see them naked. Just about right. as much as I wasn't looking to see the girls from Part 1 naked. So, uh Whoa, whoa, whoa. What girls from part one didn't you want to see? You know, the ones at the uh, skinny dipping scene. Oh, well, those, yeah. Yeah, all right. I so thought now, you meant Judy or something. We wanted those. So. No, I would like to see Judy or Meg. I told you. Yeah. Meg's, Meg's pretty hot, man. Give it another look over. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this movie primarily, I mean, Dan, clearly, this movie is, let's write a movie around a bunch of kills. <laughs> yep. That's all it was. That's all it was. And it, the funny thing is... It's so cheap and typical and 80s, but it was perfect. I don't know what it is, but there's something perfect about this movie. I don't know what it is. It just would you worked. Think, would you think, too, that it, it knowing what it was um, helped it? Oh, yeah. And it's time, you know? Because, dude, like, it, you know, all the people that tried to go serious with a lot of those horror movies during that time flopped. And, you know, this, this was, was catering to horror fans. It knew exactly what it was. And at that time, what, in 88, like you said, like we were talking about, all the franchises were in their fifth, sixth, seventh installment right. at that point. So, you know, what, what's what's the other avenue you're going to go? Psychological horror or something like that? Yeah, you can always do that. But if you're going to do a slasher movie, you better fucking do it campy, no pun intended, and do it big, you know? Oh, like, this was, like, perfect because it's like this was this movie is made 
for the guys like us, the guys who crack open a few beers, hang out with a girl, hang out with a bunch of people, and watch a fun 80s horror movie. This was it, man. Like, yep. even if you can't even have this much fun watching any of the the big three, you can't have yep. it watching any of the even stuff like Ghoulies or House movie. You know, House is all right. That's pretty cool. But I mean, you know, not the rest of them, but uh, or anything else like this yeah, or dude. Hellraiser. You can't have fun watching. That's not a fun movie, dude. This, this is the quintessential party movie. Break this out at the party, and yeah, exactly. This goes right up there with Return of the Living Dead. All mm-hmm. anybody who likes to party, get drunk, watch horror, this is it. This or like a Serbian film or Oh, get the hell out. What are you hanging out with Bill Mosley? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you you can't uh yeah. You you can't uh, compare this or say Serbian film is something you guys can get like drunk to and sit down and watch it. It's not possible. No, I know Mike, that was the joke. Oh. I see now. Yeah. Mike, you didn't hear that uh no, I didn't hear that one. But what about um, what about the the music? Like, especially I know I'm jumping a little ahead, but I gotta get to this. The music during like the the chase scene at the end with Angela and Molly, the way it's like, don't even remember it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you serious? It's it's just so, yeah. I love how Dan always says, "Now moving along." Yeah, but that's disappointing. You guys don't remember. No. You know, like, it's, like, so 80s and synthesized and all that stuff. It's it's awesome. You know, I just love when everybody disagrees with me, so, no, nobody remembers that, Mike. I can't wait to get all the feedback. <laughs> Alex, actually, we do. It's one of my favorite parts. You know? Uh, excuse me, Alex. Uh, you didn't touch on the second score in the second scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, now, if if this movie's all about kills, let's get to them. All right. Right away, it starts off with a kill. As soon as the movie starts, uh, the girl sitting around the campfire with the dude, she basically, uh, you shouldn't be with the boys or whatever. Then she whacks her on the head with a log, cuts her tongue out. and the That movie was st- the best. Yeah, the movie starts And then off. sends her home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can. The Shote sisters we talked about, constantly high. I think they were hanging out with you, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, we were chilling. Weren't yeah. You? I thought you were there. I didn't... Yeah, weren't you one of the guys that were banging them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Dan. I knew that was you. Our boy Dan. I can't confirm nor deny, sir. <laughs> so uh, that's when they were, you know, there singing I'm a Happy Cantor, Suck My Tits. And it, this is probably the most brutal kill. This is like the one of the craziest kills I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. What was your reaction? This chick... There's both sleeping. She wakes up. She sits up. Yeah, I talked to you right after I saw this movie yeah. again uh, when I watched it, dude. And that was creepy because yep. we were talking about it. Can you imagine waking up, being tied up, and seeing, seeing somebody's burnt skull right in front of you and you're on the other side of the, the pit roast or the pig roast or whatever the hell dude, they call Dude, no. Imagine it's your brother or sister. Right. Right. right, exactly, exactly. Just everything that is so disturbing, dude. I don't know. I I saw that and that fucking freaked me out. The the other sister, you know, when she's like, say no to drugs, and she's dousing her in, in lighter fluid, and then like lights her up. Uh. Later on in the movie, when they get to the, you know, they get inside the abandoned shack. Yeah. Well, it's not abandoned. It's full of dead people. Right. Yeah. The other the other sister is there, you know, and she still has her blonde hair, and the. The first sister, like I said, she's barbecued to a crisp, but the other one right. still has the hair. I don't, I don't get that. I think that might be a huh. flaw. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, we make sense if you want to be a nerd. Right. Angela might have heard somebody coming, <laughs> and... You can't put her out that quick, though, and besides, you know, and I think, Alex, we talked about this, um... The hair would be the first thing to go, yeah. Right. Well, they probably just needed a way for us, the audience, to identify who that was. Yeah. And... Yeah, but they were the only two people that got burned, so I think it could be a little more authentic. There. Yeah, I know, it would be kind of obvious who they were, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, it's funny... Moving you know, along! All right, so Angela drills the girl in the car. That was probably the worst kill, I guess, most boring, except for, like, just seeing how sick Angela is. She's like, what are you going to get, a knife? She goes, no, a drill. (laughs) I stole that kill for one of my films, by the way, off topic. Yeah, I know, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of the funny things was when, um, you know, this is like like social commentary for the world. When Allie was uh, banging that dude, in wow. the middle of the woods, yep. and then she gets done, and she's like, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many that times... was my favorite line in the movie, dude. I was cracking yeah. up. I had to rewind it for that one. It's, oh, it it's, like, it's like, you know, don't worry that, that you know, you might be pregnant. Uh, worry that you're going to get AIDS. That's another that is thing. A fucked up commentary, though, Alex, and, you know... Unfortunately, it was accurate of the time, so, so. The one thing I always notice about these movies is when people have sex and you actually get to the point of the guy finishing, which is maybe rare sometimes, how come he always rats inside the girl? Right? I always wondered that myself. What well, you t- mean inside? Well, because it's an R-rated film and they can't show it coming out. You know yeah, how mean? come he don't pull it out and walk up to her face and go yeah. like, Oh yeah, dropping fucking loads all over your fucking faces. <laughs> but in it's real life, important. though, in real life, if you did that, you'd be in fucking big trouble with the girl. I mean, unless she's a whore. See, like, you see what I'm saying? So in movie, I know it's convenient for movies, but in real life, dude, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of the, the homage to, like, Freddy and Jason and Leatherface? I liked it. I loved it. I thought it was perfect because it just furthermore explains that this movie basically knows what it is. I think it was a little over the top. The other guy goes out with the burn makeup on. You know, it, it's poorly executed, but it's still burn makeup. Executed. It's a fucking asshole in an outhouse. This guy wants him to have Freddy makeup that looks good. Right, but still, he should. You know, it should at least be authentic. But, um... This is what I'm getting at. Why do you have a glove with real blades? It makes no sense to me. If you're just going to scare somebody, why do that? Why not have plastic blades? Yeah, I don't think K4FGloves.com existed in 1988, did it? They have real blades? Yeah. Ooh, I don't... That would scare the shit out of me. I don't want to cut myself. Dude, you could buy authentic Freddy Krueger gloves from there. I bought... Yeah, I've seen those, too. Those things are fucking badass, dude. Yeah, I got the ones from Part 2, I don't want to kill myself. Wait, you have one of those, Alex? Yeah, from from Part 2. When I actually interviewed Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, I was so, like, high off the interview that I I made the impulsive purchase to, uh... Because that guy... Oh, you bought it after the interview? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking fanboy. They're like, oh, oh, I feel so fucking high. I get to do something to kill this high. Whoop, buy a glove. Yeah, and it's, Dude, still, I, it's I, I would do the same thing, man. <laughs> it's been sitting in my closet for like a year now. I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> Put that thing on display. Dude, show it to show it to your kids. Be like, here, little Alex, let's mm. play with the gloves. I'll probably have it in a glass yeah. case with um with the VHS of 
Nightmare Part 2. I don't know what's more frightening, the glove or the thought of Alex having kids. <laughs> the thought of how I'd raise him is the scariest. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey! at least I don't have anything that will kill me. I just have Daniel Harris's pants framed on my wall. No, you, you, can, you can strangle somebody with those. Yeah, Not dude. really. Not the way that they are. I'd have, to, I'd have to break open the frame, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I could break the frame over your head. Yeah, but that would kill the orange smell of the leggings. I don't like that. Oh, my God. Okay, mm-hmm. speaking of scary things, what did you think about, <laughs> and what about the the guy, like you said, about with the Freddy glove even, when he got his throat cut? I love yeah. that shit, dude. Because, Dan, you ever notice in, like, all those horror movies, or any movie, as soon mm-hmm. as somebody walks up and cuts their throat, what do they do? They just drop down, and they don't move, they don't do anything. Yep. This guy's like... <laughs> Which is what really would happen, too. Right. Dude, even in freaking Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey, when he's faking it and he grabs his throat and the ketchup's squirting out, even that's more of a realistic throat cut death than uh, than right. anything in half of these movies. What is with people dropping as soon as they get their throat cut? I don't know. It's hey, so but it's like Shelly. You know what? Thinking about that, I gotta go to Friday 13th real yeah, quick. That's it's true. like Shelly Yeremy's like... Uh, 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 uh. If I liked that movie, I would have appreciated that kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're horrible. Uh, the sickest kill, Allie. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's down there? Shit. That's right, one of your favorite words. Yeah, and I'm going to borrow that word. You're a shitty camper and a shitty friend. <laughs> Dude, what were you thinking? Remember how I said in the first uh, episode that Sleepaway Camp 1, the kill where the guy gets the boiling water poured all over him? I literally, every time I cringe, every single time, this uh-huh. is the other movie. Every time she starts stuffing that chick into that fucking yeah. disgusting porta potty. Yeah, she's oh. probably chewing. Dude, she's probably chewing on a piece of shit, and the best is like, oh, she, come, she comes dude. up and she's like, she comes up and she's like, <laughs> and then she goes down, and then she pushes her back down, and she's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's like gargling shit, probably. Oh, dude, Mike, you take God. it to that place. Wow. Well, no, you got to think of it. That's probably what's going on. Seriously. Oh, yeah, she was gargling. I guess there could have been oh. a piece of shit in her mouth. Yeah, it's like... Oh, that was a fucked up death, dude. Wow. That was great. If I tell you one of the greatest scenes in horror history is when Sean walks into Angela's private cabin and you see all those dead bodies across the room... Right. <laughs> was that not badass when he walked in and saw all those dead people there? Yeah, but oh, didn't we already badass. see them there. Did we see them there prior to that? No. Or was the first time that was the first time we saw them. That too? was the reveal, man. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that for a long shot. That was awesome. And then when TC comes in and she throws the battery acid on him, do, do people normally just drop dead when battery acid's thrown in their face? No, not usually. I mean, I've seen it happen twice, and of those two times, no, nobody. Yeah, what a pussy. Did they just get burned, like, really bad in their face? Yes. You know what, I'm <laughs> going to Google that. While, while you guys, we're going to continue to talk, and I'm going to Google battery acid images and see oh, what happens. No, Mike, we need your full attention. We need you No, you have my full attention. I just, I need, yeah. I need to see how this looks. Because your input has been excellent so far. Oh, I agree. I, dude, I can multitask. I just, I need to know. Oh, he agrees he, that he's doing good. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Full on that notion. Well, I guess, you know, what else is there to talk about but another death? Uh, Sean. Okay, so Sean gets captured. He's, he's in that cabin now. 
And he wakes up and he's like, you're Angela Baker. Angela. Yeah, you're Angela. We should call you Peter, like Mike said in the beginning. Yeah. And then she's like, he's like, my dad arrested you. You should have seen the look on my daddy's face when they told, <laughs> when they brought you in, you sick bitch. You know, yeah. or, you know whatever. Um, and then she's like, oh, really? You know, I wonder how your dad will react when he hears what happened to you. And she fucking chops his head clean. He chops his head clean off his neck. Ooh. Yep. Right yeah. in front of his girlfriend. Ooh. Favorite guys. kill of the movie, dude. That doesn't look. That doesn't look as bad as I thought it would. Honestly. Oh my god. All right. Off topic. Continue. Yeah. So isn't it weird that Dan said that's his favorite kill of the movie? Now, what was his favorite kill in the last movie? <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe. Know. I believe it was the head chopped off. Yeah, but dude, it was so badass. Come on. Why do you like people's getting their heads chopped off so much? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Uh, but but isn't the best when, for a split second, you can tell that the real head goes to a fake head right before the the chop? Yeah, that's why I love that shit. Yeah, it turned into a puppet's head. It did. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and then... And then... And then when, it, when Molly wakes yeah. up... You know, it really just shows you that Angela's just lost. I'll take a quote from Halloween 6. She lost it. She lost it. John <laughs> Strode, Bradford English. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's what, see, that's what I like about this character as opposed to the first one. Um, you know, the character in the first one. Because this one, dude, like you said, she's fucking straight Looney Tunes. And I, and I like that, how all those... All those quotes and all those lines throughout those movie the, to her they're just oh whatever you know but they're so fucked up you could look this at, look at, at at this movie like a straight comedy but if you really just sit there and watch it some of those lines it, it, you can't you can't there's no way around it they're twisted it's almost a thin line between comedy and seeing someone you you know we always wonder what killers what goes on in their minds and usually when killers talk. It's obviously it doesn't work because they really don't. Even like Norman Bates doesn't exactly talk when he's uh, killing somebody. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if he ever threw out a slut or whatever, yeah. but that's not really to me talking. You know, not too many people. Pinhead talks about what's happening, like I'll tear your soul apart, and Leatherface don't talk. I mean, a lot of guys just don't talk because it just doesn't sound right when you throw these one-liners in. It does. It's the campy thing, but. I don't know, man. With this, it was kind of like an insight into the mind of a killer and seeing, like, how do they do this? Do they have no remorse? Do they have no this? Like, what goes on in their minds when they do this? And that is, this is it. And it just works because you figure they they would be that messed up. But, Alex, don't you think, like we were saying earlier, it's kind of her personality that is the kind of shtick in the, in the series because... Well, in the in the sequels, anyways, because look at Jason. Like you said, he doesn't talk, and so if you have somebody realistically in a camp, you know, doing these things, you have to give her a personality. Why not go over the top with it? I mean, you know, realistically thinking if she's a psychopath, you know, go all the way with it. And I think I think it was perfect, man. I I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. You know, in an odd way, her personality still doesn't gel with me. Even even though I said it, and I will repeat it, it's perfect. And there's nothing wrong about any of it, this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Think about it, though. She's she's pretty uptight. The whole movie, She's not. she don't laugh at too many of the jokes. Uh, even when they were done singing Happy Camper and the guy kicks the guy and he falls over in the chair, she, yeah, she looks pissed, at it. Yeah. yeah, she's pissed or upset about it. She's not. She doesn't laugh. And everyone right. else is cracking up. 
And yep. and she's just sitting there like, well, you know, you interrupted my song or whatever, you know, even though it was over, I don't know. But yeah, she's bonkers. Yeah. Now and then she doesn't find any humor in when TC said nice tits, you know. Mm. And when he's yeah. when he was looking at her pictures, she didn't go, oh come on, I'm serious, you know, laughing and saying no seriously. Like she doesn't have any sense of humor at all. And then when she's killing people, her humor comes out. Right. Yep. You know, yep. maybe it's like a, a release, and it's like it, her inhibitions are. It's like us drinking, her, killing for her. That's when her personality comes out. You know. Yep, I would agree with that, Alex. Yep. Yeah, my horrible personality comes out the more dr- the more drinking I do. <laughs> horrible. I wouldn't say horrible, sir, but uh, you know. <laughs> well, the, hers comes out the more killing she does. Well, I don't. Well, I guess that's you know. Let's wrap it up. I guess so. Basically, Molly, they have a chase, which I'm sorry. That chase, I don't know if you guys disagree, that chase at the end doesn't even come close. And I hate to keep bringing those fucking movies up, but Friday the 13th, you know, even Halloween, any of these big movies or whatever. The the chase scene in this does not, is not on par with those. Agreed, yeah, it's it's kind of glossed over, to be honest with you. I, I can't even remember the chase scene, so... I can't. And I remember a lot of them, the Friday the 13th one. So, oh, of yeah. course. Good, I could, good point, good point. Yeah, like, the only thing I remember is that the girl fell off these rocks and lands on the floor, and, and then she thinks she's dead and takes off. Now, that's a weird thing, though, to think, like, she wouldn't finish the job, just walk down and cut her throat. You're just going to assume that, oh, she fell off a rock, she's probably dead, I'll get away and with And why that. did she keep that other guy alive, too, like we were talking about for the ending, remember? Oh, Sean? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, why did she tie him up? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, why would she keep him alive? Well, because and she never... The thing is, she, she ne- I don't think she ever intended to kill Molly or Sean. The only reason that she killed Sean was because Sean posed a threat to her when he attacked her, you know, like that he knew who she really was. Right. Then she saw Sean okay. as a threat, so she killed him. That's a very good point. Yeah, because remember in the earlier in the movie when she's talking to Molly, she's like, Sean, you know, even though he talked back to me earlier, he's a good guy. Right. And uh, that's why she point. didn't want to do it because she liked, you know, Molly liked Sean and she liked Molly. And that's when Molly fell, you know, onto the rocks. That's why she just let her stay because, number one, she probably thought that she was injured enough and number two, I don't really think she wanted to kill her. And honestly, in the second one, at the end, you know, at the very end, after Angela kills the slut that picks her up and then is driving and then kind of like, you know, stops for Molly, I still don't think she killed Molly. Um, what do you mean? You mean the raunchy 55-year-old cowgirl who says I'm too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck? You call her a slut? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously she was a slut. Let's take it that way. Uh, she was. Um, she was a slut that probably nobody would want, but she was a slut nonetheless. So you, you're going to say you don't think Angela killed Molly? I don't think she killed Molly. No, I think we're going to see a sleepaway camp, the survivors, and not the oh, abysmal God. fourth movie that came out a while right. ago. They already did uh, part three, and she's nowhere to be found. Yeah, <laughs> right. well, that, that's because it's a different, it's a different story. Are we, are we giving it a rating now? Or? I mean... Yeah, people turn the show off when we go to do that, so I'm thinking we shouldn't, okay. even though they have to sit and stay here anyway to listen to the third one. Yeah. Yep. See, these movies, I, you know, it's it's hard to kind of go into them like we are, because like I said, I, you know, I'm sitting here watching them 
already going into it knowing it, its campiness and all that stuff. So it, I just look at it differently altogether, just just altogether. So did I have fun, fun with this movie? Yes. Do I know it's a piece of shit movie that, you know, is obviously over the top? I know that as well. So you got to kind of take it hand in hand with these movies. I had tons of fun with it. You know, the first one was a little bit more serious in tone. I did like it. I, I you know, I'm not in love with the movie. Um, I do like it, but this one, I think, being more funny, I, I, I almost had a better time with with, with two. And, and just because, like I said before, it knows what it is, and it and it played up the campy, cheesy, horror '80s shit, which I love. So I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, without rating it, I, I'd give it a thumbs up and a uh, a okay and a uh, pat on the back. Well, stick around. In a minute, we're going to get to Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. with Sleepaway Camp 3 Teenage Wasteland. And as you can tell by the intro music, this is a 80s thrasher, killer, fun party movie, basically. <laughs> There's not much more to it, is there? <laughs> Alright, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the, what I said before. These movies have a quality Friday 13th didn't, and it's making you feel like you're at camp. And once again, they strike gold with that idea. Yeah. I you think really they did think it the this, best in this one, guys. I don't know two. I don't know two and three, and one. I mean, I don't know which one doesn't <laughs> feel like you're a camp. Yeah, they pretty much all do. I think. Yeah. Yo, you know what the best line is, and, and I don't want to alienate any of our listeners, but when uh, <laughs> rough or gruff and 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 uh, rough, rough and uh, rough and uh, the Tony. other guy. Oh, Tony. Yeah, that's it. Rough and Tony Brandy is like, Hey, you got a problem? Suck my dick, Spick. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is the funniest line of the movie. Remembered <laughs> it. Dude, I was, I was trying to think of the line, dude, and Mike dropped it like it was hot. Yep, that is classic. But when they ask him to clean the fish, yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. It's like, Bobby? Clean the fish. <laughs> Dude, that he, that's a token black guy who it's okay to be token and typical and stereotypical because it's it's great. Like there's a value in it when it's him. He does so good, dude. He kind of epitomizes it and nails it, dude. Nobody's even come close to uh, well, one that person. Stereotypical black guy in the movie, just straight killing it, dude. One yeah. person came close. Julius from Friday Thirteenth Part Eight. No, he does not compare to. Yeah, dude, he's to... like, let's go get this motherfucker before he finds us, and he's like, <laughs> we're in New York, New York City. <laughs> you know, you almost sound like him there, yeah. dude. Those are two token black guys that make it work. 
But dude, no, but they they you sound you made your voice sound like him though. How do you do that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I'm an impressionist. Yeah, you are, you are pretty good at that shit. Yeah, well, I've been practicing. <laughs> you know, you know what? No, that was a pretty good fight, though, man. Like, we're, that was a pretty good fight. Were you into that when these two started fighting? That was pretty good. Oh yeah, they knocked the table over. It was like it was like total annihilation. It seemed like wow, you know. Yeah, that was good stuff. You know, so you know. Anyway, well, this movie starts off. You know, they mention how Angela killed nineteen people in part two. Uh, but did she really? I would I would assume so. There was a lot of people dead in that movie. Was it nineteen though? That's a that's a pretty high number. Yeah, maybe I don't think I think it was BS. Yeah, maybe they're just upping the number a little bit. Well, yeah. So they open up with this girl at the beginning of the movie. She has like a dirtbag life. She has milk and shake tattooed on her tits. <laughs> those were perfect, by the way. I loved those. You think? Oh yeah. I didn't know what that meant when I was a kid, but now watching it now, it's like, wow. Yeah, now you would just work those, right, Mike? I would enjoy the milkshake. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, anyway, she gets mauled in the broad daylight by a Mack truck. That um, was yeah. great. That was awesome. Did you guys notice that the the puppet's head falling off as the truck hit her? No. No, I didn't. You see, Mike, I sent you when I was watching, and I freeze-framed it, and I sent you the picture. Remember that? Oh, that's what you sent me. I was wondering what the hell that was. I'm, I get a I get a text from Alex, the picture message, and I look at it, and it's like all I saw was a bunch of garbage bags and like the grate of a truck, and I'm like, what the hell is this supposed to be? And he's like, I'm watching Sleepaway Camp 3, and I'm like, well, you must be pretty fucking toasted because I don't know what this is. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that's say so that, sketchy. but that's what I thought. I was bombed out of my mind. No wonder you're sending me the crate of a truck and garbage bags then, dude. Dude, I sent you a lot of nice pictures. I know you did. Jan Hernandez, to name Exactly, it. Jan Hernandez, I sent you. All right, so it's the rich kids and the poor kids go to camp together. Now, I think they got every single stereotype together in one room. <laughs> yeah, that was the point, though, dude. Like, they were fucking such, you know, parallel dynamics, dude. You got the, what was it? Yeah, you got the inner city kids. But even they were broken up into their own little stereotypes. The same with the rich kids. Like, you know, every single one of them had, like, such a crazy, you know, dynamic to the next one. It was it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you got Snowboy, who was the tweaked out of his mind spray painter. Snowboy! Yeah. You got Tony, the misunderstood Spanish guy who's from a bad neighborhood, but deep down is a really good guy. He is, actually. <laughs> but I would trust him with my life, honestly. Yeah, I know you would. You got smoking hot Jan Hernandez, who uh, Mike mentioned. Now. Yeah, but you know what? It's I'm a good sorry. thing she's dead, because in a few years her tits would have been sagging something terrible. All right, Angela. I mean, her breasts. She didn't say tits, breasts. Yeah, breasts. Now. Dude, let's get back to Meg and Mel. Oh, yeah, that that's kind of like Herman and Jan, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, sweet pea. Dude. Come on, sweet pea. Dude, that line and that whole fucking relationship was probably one of the creepiest things I've ever <laughs> seen on film, dude. No, seriously, dude, like, that fucking bugged me out. What was up with that guy? I don't know if he's just, like, a weird actor or, like, he was just playing, playing the part. That guy was fucking strange. <laughs> so then you got, like Mike said, rough. Okay, now this... 
who was the black guy who's way too into rap music, and I do mean music. Oh man, like, where's the fucking words on these songs? <laughs> what do you do? I don't even know what you're imitating. That's that's his music that he listens to. It's like, no, no, what are you nuts? There was no, dude. There were no words. Yeah, that's what I'm. That dude, that's what I'm doing. I'm grunting like the music did. How about you? How about you? you? No, how about you, how about you? no, there were no words at all. It was just music. No, it was grunting too. No, it wasn't. Yes, dude. Yes, it was. I guarantee you, there's no words on dude, that music. Dude, click the DVD in and play it back. There's grunting. All right, everyone, let's get started. Could you turn that off? Thank you. Maybe in one song, but I guarantee you 90% of them, there's nothing there. <laughs> I just remember he needed that boombox right next to his ear the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he says, fuck you, about 40 times this movie. Yeah. And, and how stereotypical, they put they give the black guy a knife and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the what? best character in the movie, I must say. Yeah, and what about, what about, I was like, what's your favorite movie? Ones with tits and blood. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then you got, you got like, totally unlikable characters, like the Chinese girl. I mean, there was nothing to like about her. Uh, no, she sucked. I hate to say it, because it's so bad and cheesy, dude, but this is the shit that I love. It kind of epitomizes it, dude. Me and Alex were talking earlier, and, you know, we were making fun of it, and I think, Alex, you thought that I was really ragging on it, but I was like, no, no, dude, you don't understand. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you don't like this one either, but, yeah, no. This movie is, is like, a step beyond part two. Part two, ha they were trying to, like, hold on to some... Right. kind of credibility but uh -huh. in this one it was just like let's see how she kills these people but at the same time it's a pretty um it's a pretty thought out concept let's put you know the rich kids with the poor kids and you know do this and that and this and that and have uh barney the cop come back and we'll have him be sean's father you know i mean i like that aspect of the movie actually it um it kind of gave some character development somewhat to a few people anyways you know what i mean and that wasn't a typical stereotype and you know actually had a little bit of growth and you know was a throwback to the other movies too so yeah, yeah. i like that dude i love when they tie movies together yeah uh, so in this one angela says she's 17 but in real life pamela springsteen was actually 27 and mm. the cops said that the character of angelina in the movie should be 21 and, and then the cop was like, you know, no, nobody ever took any pictures of her. We don't know what she looks like. Meanwhile, yep. didn't those two kids, the Tip Patrol, Charlie and Emilio, didn't they, they take pictures of her? Yeah, but maybe they were lost. You, you know, Angela probably burned all that stuff when uh, she killed them in part two. Yeah. Well, mm. yeah. Well, anyway, right away we start killing. Angela gives fake coke to the news reporter. That, that was awesome. great, dude. Yeah. That was fucking fantastic. Yep, dude, that noise, that, like, popping, it sounded like uh, pop rocks. Well, what was it supposed to simulate? Like, what was, what it, what she gave, like... Uh, like cleaning detergent? And then she, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it was some. Yeah, she got it from like the cleaning supplies, I think, or something. So what did that like? Just pop blood vessels in her nose and stuff? Is that what happened? I don't know. Probably I mean, burned her insides, dude. Like uh, she probably sniffed it, dude, and fucking it just burned through her nasal cavity. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Yeah, buddy. That was pretty wicked, actually. When I saw it, I'm like, wow, you know? Oh, it was badass. This movie delivers once again on the kills, dude. Dude, my fi- you know, I thought this was my favorite. Then after rewatching this and with a more analytical view for the show, I this this kill dropped in ratings to me because I I felt there was better ones at this point, but I think it was a different black person was in the movie, right? And he was throwing firecrackers at Angela. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crager, I think his name was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Craig and Snowboy are sleeping next to each other. Yep, yep. This bitch puts a firecracker in this guy's nostril, dude. In Craig's oh, nostril. Oh, yeah. Snowboy dude, wakes up there and he's like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he screams like a little bitch. Dude, there was nothing better than watching Snowboy wake up. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and then when it explodes, how his head like turns and clinches real fast, and then he yep. looks back and screams. And dude, that fake hit where she just hits him in the head with a two by four, and he just like kind of goes to sleep. Yeah, dude, I want to talk about that for a second. It, <laughs> it, it was a fucking big tree branch, dude. It was a big fucking stick, dude. How many people did she beat to death in this oh movie? Dude, with just a stick, that was badass, dude. I'm sorry, uh, that's fucking cool. You know that was cool, like especially with Herman and Sydney. You know, with with uh, not no, no Herman and Jan. I'm sorry, but but with Herman, when he's like outside, he's like you see the silhouette, and he's like, and he's like. Squatting, and you hear the tree branch hitting him, yeah. and he's like, "And Jen's like, Herman, what are you doing out there?" Yeah. He's like, "He's like, my old woman, she she can give it to me no more, no more, mm-hmm. no more, no more." And then like she, he's on his back, and he's like, "Ah!" Doesn't give it to you. Why would you take it from her? her Lily was the most disgusting. She looked like a big toad. Yeah, <laughs> dude, she was a fucking toad. <laughs> Yo, but dude, what's wacky about that whole thing? Herman was really sucking Jen's nipples, dude. Did you yeah. look at that one part? He really put yeah. his mouth on him. Like, could mm-hmm. you imagine this guy's in this horrible movie? Well, you know, not really. I I love it. I'm just saying. You know, right. he's in this crap movie. No, it's horrible. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. He's in this crap movie, and dude, he gets to suck on the nipples of like a 20-year-old chick, and the guy's obviously like 59 years old. Right, dude? I'd do that movie for free. Oh, my God. Did they pay him? I'm sure Probably they not. did. I don't know. But, oh, and another thing that really just hit me with the whole Snowboy and Craig kill. Like after that, she puts him in the tent, yeah. and the tent goes up. You know, Snowboy wasn't dead because you heard him as soon as it blows up. Like, ah! Yeah, yeah. And then she starts roasting marshmallows on their ass. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That was cool. <laughs> and then uh, you know, uh, so let's see where we go from there. Um, so basically, they start focusing on Barney the cop, and we get into the subplot that. He was Sean from Part Two's father, who yeah. got his head cut off in front of his girlfriend. What about when she kills the racist chick, and she's like, "Are you a virgin? Uh, who is? Do you take drugs? Uh, sure, or whatever. Okay." And then she take she ties her to the flagpole and pulls her up, and then oh, that her... was badass, dude. 
Dude, that was my favorite kill of the movie. Really? Yeah, dude, that's up there, man. I, I know. I I was trying to remember what she did with her. I was like, what the fuck? You know, she's putting her, what's she get? Oh, no, it's just simple. She just fucking lets her go and falls, dude. That was badass. I love yeah, that shit. The camera angle, it makes you feel so vulnerable, man, because you feel like you're up there with her, dude. Yeah. And the best, she's like, because you were, you're, you're a dirty, nasty bigot. The way she just says, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I'll sue you for everything you've got. Yep. And then um, the, the Chinese girl's death. Oh, how good was that? She kicks her ass into the tent, and then she turns around and comes out, and Angela... Wow. She axes her neck right to the floor, dude. Well, if you watch the deleted... If you watch the extra gore footage on the DVD, you see that she does actually get decapitated, and the head separates from the body, and then you see, like, the the hand still moving with the head separated. Oh, yeah? You're right, though, man. This movie's got some great kills, dude. Going over them like, like we're doing now. Yeah. Like, every single one kind of was, was... Yeah, dude. Like, was there any weak ones? I, I'm trying to even think, like... I, there wasn't even... Was there even any decapitations? Because there wasn't the other two in this one. This one, just that Chinese girl. Just right, yeah, exactly. Wait, where, where is this footage? Dude, it's yeah, on the DVD. It's a bonus feature on the DVD. It is? I feel like there's Dude, another movie every, that I'm not seeing. Every killing is extended. Really? Like, what? Yeah, with that, with that chick, Cindy. Dude, what the hell you, is this? Why didn't they yeah, do it? We need to that, do part three over again now. What the that, fuck? That chick, Cindy, when she gets dropped from the flagpole, you actually see her head hit the freaking pavement open? and and explode. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. I'm not Is kidding. Is it open? <laughs> yeah, Dude, like, what happened? You see, you see Ross, you see Ross get, get brutalized more. Like I said, you see the, uh, the Asian chick, you see her head come off and the hand, and the fingers are, like, flailing Dude, about. Dude, wait, wait, wait. Like, I want to ask you a question now. Is this a case like Friday the 13th Part 7 where all the extra footage is shit footage, or could this no, have been spliced it, in? Uh, like a different angle. The quality, no, the quality is, uh, the quality is better than Friday 7. I mean, it's still not DVD quality by any means, but it's uh, better than the Friday 7 footage. And so obviously, can't honestly, no, if I had the time, I, it's full screen though. So it wouldn't match with the widescreen, but if I had time, I would edit it in like I did with Friday 6 and 7. I would, I would do this with Sleepaway 3. And I might still, actually. And, oh, and there's more to the uh, Lily death with the uh, lawnmower. Yeah, that too, dude. Okay, let's get to the Lily death. Now, that was yeah. badass. But here's something that don't, don't make sense about it. So, she's walking in the woods. I think she has Lily tied up with her hands behind her back and yeah, blindfolded. Yeah, game. Yeah. So, she pushes Lily in the garbage. Immediately, Lily's hands are free. I don't know how. And... Why doesn't why does she just lay in the garbage and go, What are you doing? She's her hands are completely free at this yeah, point. But she she could have taken out of the pit. She could have taken the freaking blindfold off and started crawling out. Unfortunately she's a little big. Dude, get out of here. She's completely incapacitated. <laughs> yeah. She's completely incapacitated for no reason, doesn't take her thing off for no reason, gets buried up to her neck perfectly. And then Angela right. starts that lawnmower, and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be badass. Yep. She goes with the lawnmower, and they cut away. 
Yep. Yeah, they are. Uh, now, actually, you see, like, ground-up chunks of her head flying from the side. No, you don't. No, in the... Oh. In the extra footage. <sighs> dude, we gotta fucking see this, Alex, dude. I, I do not feel like Alex, I'm in the know. Pull the, pull the DVD, man, you will see. Uh, I've owned this for like 10 years and i never seen it. There's like 18 minutes of extra gore footage, dude. We're not, you know. Oh, Alex, you have the opportunity to do this? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Shit, I was, I was watching it on Netflix. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. No, no, I have the DVD, yeah. All right, well, then you get to the nerd. Oh, dude, Bobby's death. You actually see, You actually see his arms get ripped off. Nice. Oh, dude, that was an awesome death. When she tied yeah. his hands behind his back and she tied it to the car. I have this, dude, Sleepaway Camp did it again to me, man. Third movie in a row. I almost, well, this was an almost cringe because I put myself in Bobby's position, dude. Um, can you imagine being tied to a tree and your hands are tied and you see a bitch tying your the other end of the rope to the back of her Jeep? Oh, dude, I'd bug what would you me? do in that those like that minute? What would you do, man? Fucking scream! Oh my Bloody god! Murder. I would break my wrists getting. I would, yeah. dude. I don't know what I would do, but I'd get. How would wait? But if you broke your wrist, how would you be able to get out of the tie? I would just. I don't know. You'd do anything, dude. Is what he's trying to say. You'd fucking you, you'd break every bone in your body just for the oh. flight chance of getting out of there, dude. Yeah. What would you do if you saw the inevitable? Holy shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's shit like that, though, dude. In horror movies, that like are so effective, dude. Like you know, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here, but dude, those build ups, dude, are fucking perfect. Like shit like that foreshadowing, like, what's going to happen, dude, is, is a lot of times fucking sketchier than the act itself. Now, in this in this instance, I don't know, because what happens to him is pretty brutal, too, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, yeah, dude, how effective... That's why I don't get it, man. How come these movies are not as respected as the, as the big guys? I mean, this is a solid franchise. I'm sorry. As corny as part one was, it is freaking as classic. And, you know, it's hard to say this, because... Friday the 13th is just so synonymous with big name shit, dude. But you gotta admit, whenever people talk about those movies, they don't even talk about part one that much because Jason's not in it. So, honestly, what really is so bad about Sleepaway Camp 1 compared to Friday 1? I mean, I don't think they're that far off in, in quality. Maybe in tone a little bit, you know what I mean? But... Do you think? Because that one wasn't yep. really humorous. No, but I think, like, with the aunt there in number one, like, just, you know, what about, what about Crazy Ralph? You don't think he was as nuts as that aunt? Um. You're going to Camp Blood, ain't you? Crazy you know Ralph was, Aunt Martha was nuttier than Crazy Ralph ever was. Dude, dude come on. God sent me. He told me. You know, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, he's a lunatic. Yeah, he's a lunatic. That's nuts. Oh, yes, I did give you chips. A whole bag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But we were talking, Alex, like, I remember when you told me we were going to be reviewing these movies, dude. Like, I've seen them before in bits and pieces or whatever. Well, I watched them all, okay, you know, and... 
Okay, they were good. Like, all right, yeah, I, I saw it for what it was. And then we had the interview, so I had to watch number one again. Dude, just these past couple weeks, dude, this franchise has fucking grown on me, man. I went from thinking, yeah, whatever, like like you said, dude, not giving it its, its respect. Because that's the thing, like, I never really actually sat down and, like, paid attention. But, dude, if you look at these movies, man, and put them up to, you know, I hate to say it, by the 13th, see how many times we're going to fucking say it. I know, I'm so sick of saying those words. You know, yeah, but if you put it up against it, dude, it holds up, dude. You're absolutely right. And while I may disagree with you on the tone thing, I think it's a little sillier in tone. I think it knows what it is, and, and it's very it's very conscious of itself. So I think it kind of evens itself out in that sense, dude. I think it, it, it almost makes it okay that, that, cause, because they know what it is. They know what kind of movie they're making. Yeah. It holds up, dude. I, I gotta say, man, I, it's grown on me these past couple of weeks watching these movies, you know, two, maybe some of them even three times, you know? Dude, that's awesome. And here's the thing. The thing that separates these from the big boys, mm-hmm. let's just say that so we don't have to say the words Friday 13th. Right, right, right. Yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude, what the fuck? Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Yeah. Um, what separates them is... It's got to be the tone because, I'll be honest with you, the enjoyment right. is right there. Yep. Absolutely, dude. I'm Couldn't sorry. agree more. It's, I have as, as good of a time or more. If you, yeah. if, you, if you do the overall thing, let's just say, because we talked about it before, if this ended on the third movie, this uh-huh. might be the strongest franchise in horror. <laughs> it might be one of them. It might be one of them as far as good quality <laughs> movies go. Yeah. Yeah, right. four was total garbage, dude. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll unfortunately get to that. Yeah, Return to well, yeah. Return to Sleepaway Camp was still better than the abortion that was Sleepaway Camp for the Survivor. That yeah. was released a few months ago. We'll lightly touch on that because I don't want to give that guy too much uh, uh, attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, let's get <laughs> to the movie. Okay, so basically, we pretty much touched on everything. There's not too many what the f moments. There's not, you know, we already did the character things. We did most of the kills. Now, basically, there's not too much more to this movie. There's not much substance. So, you know, we get to the end. Now, the cop discovers the body of Lily with her head chopped off. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. And then, of course. No, and the uh, way he says it, he's like, Marsha, get out of here. Marsha, <laughs> get out of here. Was he reading the script? Run. Dude, if you listen back to it, it's like. It's like he's a broken record. Marsha, get out of here. Marsha, run to the highway. Run to the highway. I'm going to play that clip right now. Let's see if that's true. Marsha, get out of here. Run to the highway. No, stay. Marsha, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're quite, kind of right. Mike's sort of right. Okay. Okay, so um, the cop, Barney, comes back in. And right away, Angela knows who he is. He knows who she is. She's like, you look like your son when you get mad. Now, right there, man, that's like putting a dagger in and twisting it and staring at the guy right in the eyes. Yeah. Right, dude? Yeah, that was pretty ruthless, man. And then he's like, so what's it going to be? Are you going to burn me are you gonna throw acid in my eyes battery acid no that's another thing yeah like that kills people tc should not have died can we just reiterate that right, <laughs> right dude. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> going back to that man yeah, yeah seriously are you gonna use a drill 
or you're going to cut my head off like you did my son. Yeah, and she's like, a gun. And she pulls it out, and BAM! That guy went down. You, you know what it reminded me of? As soon as he dropped and you saw he was dead, I'm like, again, I, I'm sorry, i got to talk about this freaking franchise again. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Oh, boy. Rob in part four. Oh, yeah. He's killing me. Your whole character is based on getting revenge on a loved one's murder. Uh-huh. And you come in and do nothing. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what is with these people? <laughs> like, you brought you can in pull the a gun characters. and blow her away. Seriously. Yeah. You're a cop. Where's your gun, you asshole? I love how he tried to be the cool cop in the movie, too. Like, yeah. Didn't he, before we go fishing, didn't he give him beer? Was it that beer? No, no. He was like, but I got some burgers here. We don't got to eat this shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought he brought a cooler full of beer. I guess he wasn't that cool then. No. He, I think he brought steaks or something, actually. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, yeah. He should have had a couple of beers for people, man. I mean, can you imagine being sober out there? Oh, dude. I don't even want to. Oh, kill me. Oh. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so so here's the thing. Now, the, she kills that guy, and this is something I wanted to talk about. I noticed this, and this really... I just have a beef with this, and you guys know this. Um, Angela, you know, these the Spanish guy and uh, Cindy, I guess, come over. Me, Marsha. Marsha, come over, and the black girl. Anita. Anita, yeah. God, look at Mike with these names. I know, right, dude? Killing him. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, Angela goes, oh, there's Barney. Oh, no, here, oh, no, I th- my mind must be playing tricks on me. Oh, here he is, and she cuts the rope, and he comes down swinging, right, his body. Now, this is what occurred to me. That's how it should be done when you do the hanging guy scare. Not like Halloween did it. How the hell does Bob just swing in the hallway out of nowhere? Right. No- nobody cut no rope. It's just like, oh, what? He was did, in the bedroom, sir. Did, Jamie Lee Curtis step on some kind of string and that yeah. like made him fall down. Or how about yeah. when when Linda was in the cupboard and she just walks past her and just opens up? Like get the hell out of here with this horror house bullshit, dude. Right, exactly. Good, yeah, good reference. Nice. Make it realistic, man. Do it like like Angela did it. Cut the damn rope. We're not, you know, we still didn't know what was going to happen. It was good mm-hmm. enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, so. Yeah. So basically, she ties them all up and says, you know, if you find whoever your friend in two minutes, then you live or whatever, or else I'll kill you. So, you know, they find the girl, Marsha, and Angela lets Marsha and Tony live. Kills Anita and the other guy. She lets him live, and all of a sudden, Marsha comes out and starts stabbing Angela, completely overpowers her, and then starts wailing away on her stomach with the knife. Now, my question is... Why didn't Tony do that? He's a guy. Because <laughs> Tony was still tied up. Dude, cut the rope with the knife you used to stab Angela. What, yeah, you but know. Tony can't get... Look, it's, it's obvious that Marsha is, is more... Like, has more of a drive than Tony does, for whatever reason. So, she just goes out and, you know, has holy hell. I mean, Marsha's been through hell. That's oh, why whatever. How was she Yeah, but dude, hell? they don't build her up as the final girl, though. No. At all. Like, I, I don't like her at all. I think she's a fucking They don't bitch, build you know what I mean? anybody up as a final girl in the <laughs> right. movie. And I, I right. think they did a better job with Molly in part two than yeah. they did yep. with, with yep. her. 
No, you're right, dude. Think about that, though. There's no... So so when she stabs her, it's almost like... Anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's like, what? I mean, I, I guess it works, dude, but, like, you gotta... I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with that, I guess, but it's just... I mean, maybe they could have done it a little better, building up her character a little more. Maybe made her, you know, a little likable. Who knows, you know? I, I don't know, man. I guess having sex with Tony in the middle of the woods was supposed to establish her character. I, I don't know. Yeah, and Tony's then how a about, good guy from the wrong yeah. side of the tracks, but he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> and then, and then, wait, and then how about when the, in the cop car at the end, and he's like, I could come visit in Ohio? And she's like, or, you know, we moved to Ohio, we do this, and she's like, Tony, I got a boyfriend back in Ohio. And he's like, oh. Like, she's but like, you can but come you can visit. visit. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. You know what I'm thinking to myself? <laughs> Wow, you know, if I was if I was him, I would smack her upside her head. I think for misleading her like that. <laughs> she she used him for sex. What a downer! Like honestly, sure. every time I watch that, like I don't know what I'm supposed to feel at the end of this movie. But right. that definitely it's like uh, it's like it's like a record, you know, like in the music stops. It's like <laughs> right <laughs> when she exactly. says, "Here's the needle." Floor. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell kind of ending is that? Like, what a downer. <laughs> what a way to end the movie. And the... I've heard but shows dude, that end like that. Perfect. Yeah, but dude, they're, they're like different, um, you know, horror movie endings that are downers, but they're like shocking, crazy, you know what I mean? Like, nuts. Like, look at, look at the end of the first one. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily uh, categorize that as a downer, actually, but you know what I'm saying. Horror movies in general, uh, uh, 99% of them end on a downer. So with that said, this is this isn't the downer that you're talking about though. You're talking about just like like you said before, anticlimactic, kinda just like, well, uh, okay. Just kinda feel feel like he felt in the end of the movie, just kinda used and like, what the fuck just happened, you know? You actually feel used. Right. <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's like, cause I think every guy can kind of relate to that. I mean, one time or another, you're you you think you got something going on with a girl, she's totally flirting with you for hours or days on end whatever the case may be maybe at school and then yeah. you you say hey listen you want to go out and she says well i have a boyfriend and you're like what the hell why are you like acting like that with me then that's uh, a story of my life gentlemen <laughs> so mike mike worse than any of us takes the ending here yes you know so obviously the obvious i mean um the uh absolute ending of this is angela's in the ambulance the two guys they're like you know she's almost dead oh just kill her man and the guy, I don't know if he's going to go get something to kill her, and she takes the syringe, stabs the guy in the heart, then stabs the other guy in the eye, and they just fall back, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Another one. The guy gets stabbed in the eye, and he's dead. Just care <laughs> right. of business. <laughs> Dude, I, can't, I still can't believe that she's uh, Bruce Springsteen's sister. That's fucking still shocking to me. I know. Oh, dude. All right, well, what the F moments. I mean... The only one I could really think of towards the end, anyway, is is Tony still not coming out to kill Angela. I mean, dude, the guy isn't a gang, but much like the guy from Friday Seven, again, I have to mention that dumb franchise, yeah. Friday Seven. He's uh, he's another pretty boy who looks like he walked off the set of Nine Two and Zero, but he he acts like he's a tough guy in a gang. I just I don't know what's with these movies with those kind of guys. Well, that was a stereotype, though, and they had to, you know, take it to the max, just like they did every other character. So they were pretty much right on for what they were going for, you know, cheesy, over the top, exactly like you said, fucking Dylan from 90210. 
Yeah, Dylan was more of a badass than these than either one of these guys. He would have kicked both their asses. <laughs> you really know what I'm talking about, dude. I like I barely know. I've never watched that show in my life. Now I know he's the badass with the fucking yeah. leather jacket, but it sounds like you were a big fan. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> I've never I've never watched the show. You think just because I know he has a scar on his right eyebrow and he uh, had a heroin problem two times that I know who he is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why you don't. That's well, see, that's why you don't see him in anything anymore because he had a heroin. He has a heroin problem in real life. Does he really? No, I'm just no, I'm just saying that I don't know. What oh, I was gonna say I've seen him on a lot of sci-fi movies, so that would back yeah, up your point there, yeah, Mike. Yeah, you know what's happening with the yeah, of course. <laughs> He needs sci-fi movies to support the habit. If you have a drug problem, dude, go straight to sci-fi because you know they're going to film for a week and you'll be out of there and they'll cut your check. Yep. Favorite kills. Uh, like I said, mine, I see it's between the flagpole mm -hmm. and and I'll still go with the firecracker, even though I, I would have liked the lawnmower had it been more uh, trauma-like. Mm -hmm. Watch so. the deleted footage. I like uh, Ruff's Kill is my favorite. What? Are you on crack, Mike? I like that. Ruff's Angels Kill? Are pretty Angel can I mean, ah, ah. Did, Dan, do you notice that Mike loves these off-screen kills? No, but it's not off-screen. You see the spike go into it. You love the cutaway. Yeah, he loves it. Love it. I, I think that's deep down Mike is afraid to face life head on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what this is telling us. I just, I just, uh, certain things do scare me, but there's not a cutaway. You see the whole kill. Right. Okay, Dan, you have a real kill that's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to decide between uh, Bobby's there with the with the truck, just for the uh, reason yeah. that you said, Alex, because of, of the suspense. And, dude, exactly like you said, man, I, I was thinking, oh, dude, like, what if that was me? Like, what the fuck? Like, that is sketchy right there. Yeah. It's between that and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, I kind of love the cocaine kill. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> like, I just think it's so funny, too. She's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, this one's on the house. It's like, first of all, dude, if anybody ever fucking offers you free drugs, always fucking look at them like you're <laughs> sketchy. I'm sorry. That lady was just like, oh, hey, thanks. Like, you're my favorite news lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what, dude? And shit like that don't go down in real life. Like, chances are if somebody offers you drugs like that, they're trying to kill you, like Angela. Now, Dan, you're a reformed drug addict. How much, how much money was in, in that bag, do you think? Uh, ooh, I'd say between 120 and 180 If a girl gives you $180 worth of free drugs, please do that tongue test. And if your tongue goes numb, then you snort it. Right, exactly, dude, exactly. You gotta wait do the minute, why, what's, Wait a minute, but if she did the tongue test, wouldn't she die anyway? Nah, it's not enough. No, no, because, I mean, maybe it would have burned through her tongue a little bit, but at least that's a tiny amount. It's not fucking railing a fat gagger and fucking it going through your system, so yeah. it's probably better off that way. Yeah. Okay, who has the nicest tits out of part two or three? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something profound, Alex. <laughs> um, uh, do I ever? No, All right. that was good. I'm, I'm not known for that. I was like, oh, we're really going to get into something. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't expect much from the skeleton crew. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Dan. This, we're, we're 21 episodes in. You're still expecting that? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we cover tits in every episode. <laughs> yeah. Who has the best tits? Jan or, yeah, Allie from part two? Oh, hmm. Oh, you bastard. 
I'm going to give them a tie. I think they're both, I would... I was just going to say, dude, flip a coin, man. Yeah, really. It makes no difference, does it? No. Well, wait, no, I, you didn't even get my vote for it. <laughs> oh, you actually have a specific uh, breast you like more? Yeah. You like okay. breast, Mike? I, okay. Some. Okay. Uh, I, liked, I liked the milkshake one from three. <laughs> would you prefer those uh, tattoos on them or off of them? Uh, either works fine. You're a creep. Yeah, you're a fucking creep. <laughs> you, you really are a creep. What? <laughs> you're like, Come on. Uh, I just said either works fine. Either way is fine. I'm not. I'm not going to discriminate. How classless. What? Milk on one tit and shake on the other. Like what kind of childhood? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look at that while I'm, you know, working on him. Oh no. <laughs> while I'm working on him, he says. <laughs> Michael J goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never looked at the girl's tits while I was doing anything with her. Well, right. no, you look at that, but you don't look. You don't have to look at the word above. You just look at the nipple. moving along. <laughs> yeah, another moving along. <laughs> Anyways, overall thoughts of this movie, Alex. What do you think? I mean, you know, rating this one. You know, would you rate this first? second or third in the series because we're not going to count the other ones i'm sorry how do you rate these movies so far because since we're on the third one and you know we all seem to really like these movies i know i didn't you know to start with but i do now so how would you rate these i think one and two are basically tied for different reasons they're okay they're two completely different movies but they're two they're both on each other's level so you just go one two three yeah, yeah. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I agree. I would do the same thing. Okay. See, I don't know, dude, because I, I, I really like number one, like watching it again, especially talking to Felissa, which we're all in love with now. Oh, but um, I'm in love. Yeah. So hey, watching that again, you're right. That's number one. You can't contest it, just like every other series. You know, yeah, you can't you really can't touch contest. number one. Yeah. Yeah, no, but dude, I do, I really like number two, man, but I don't know, man, This I kind of like number three better than two, I, <laughs> I gotta say, just because it's, like I said, it's so over the top by this point, not that it wasn't with two, but like you said, dude, part two, they were still trying to cling on to, to some form of sincerity or just something. Suck my dick, Spick. <laughs> 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 I was just going to say, Alex, I don't think they're, you know, they're trying to fucking vaguely touch on racism here if they're dropping lines like that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not going to beat around the bush. Yeah. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? Everybody tune in next week for, we're going to touch lightly on Sleepaway Camp for the Survivor, which is a train wreck in itself. Do and we really have to? For yeah. about two minutes. Well, we're going to touch on it for one reason only, so, yeah. So, yeah, to tell you not to buy it. Right. Um, <laughs> don't waste the $23 like I did. Warning. This episode comes with a warning label warning. on it. Do not buy Sleepaway Camp Survivor. <laughs> it's a total piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to do that, and then we're going to embark on Return to Sleepaway Camp. With Jonathan Kirsten. Felissa, I love you, but I do not think we're going to see eye to eye here. Probably not. No. Unfortunately. So there you have it. We hope you enjoyed Sleepaway Camp, retrospective of Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, and Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. This is Alex. Michael J. And? Suck my dick, stick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Suck my dick speck, and we will be back yeah. next week. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Good night, campers.